Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, I'm excited to be able to speak in this new series on hospitality and, and neighboring. And as I was preparing for this message, I started thinking about some of the greatest examples of hospitality that I've experienced in my life. And many of you know that because of what my wife does for a, a living, teaching English to uh, English language learners, that we get to know and we get to spend time with families and people from other countries and other cultures that are that are here uh, some temporarily, some more permanently. And uh, a couple of years ago, we got invited over to the home of, of one of her students. Her family was from Lisbon in Portugal. And it was just an incredible experience. When I tell you, when we got there, there was um, a, a meal's worth of appetizers laid out and waiting for us. There were trays of meats and cheeses, fruits and vegetables. There were a couple different bottles of wine that we could choose from. And so we had some good conversation and enjoyed those things. And then we sat down for what ended up being a multiple course meal. We were served mussels, which I had never had before and were absolutely delicious. Um, I, ac- I actually ended up taking seconds when they were offered because we didn't realize that there was another uh, course coming after that one. And so we were served a a cod dish, which is a, a national dish of Portugal. And then there was another wine that paired with dinner that we were offered. And, and after that, we had dessert. There was this delicious strawberry dish, which surprise was served with its own wine, uh, which was a port that actually came from our host's father's vineyard and was the last bottle that they had that they had brought with them when they when they came here. So we were there for hours just sharing delicious food, good conversation, and we left that night feeling so incredibly full not just in my stomach, but also in my heart. I just, I felt so warmly welcomed and embraced by this family who I was meeting for the first time. And I felt this, a kind of belonging that can only be the result of, of true hospitality. This was mentioned a, a little bit last week, but hospitality is so much more than just simply opening your home and having friends over for dinner, right? The word, the Greek word that we read in the New Testament that translates to hospitality is this word philoxenia, right? It's a combination word. It comes from uh, the root philo, which means love. But as you know, there's a few different words in the Greek that mean love. And so philo is specifically a brotherly love. It's where we get um, the city Philadelphia from is this root uh, philo. And then uh, Zeno, which is means other or stranger. It's where we get words like xenophobia, right? And so this combination of philoxenia, which is absolutely not how it's pronounced in the Greek. I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, but it translates to loving or taking responsibility for the welcoming of a stranger. True biblical hospitality means loving the other as if they're a brother. And when we see this occur in the Bible, when we see this term hospitality occur in the Bible, it's never as um, an optional extra or or even a, a spiritual gift. I was listening to a message by uh, or a, a talk by Joe Saxton as I was preparing for this series, and and when she said that that 
that hospitality is not mentioned as a gift in the Bible, uh, but rather an instruction to Christ followers and faith communities. And and I had to kind of stop and, and check that because I'd always thought of hospitality as, as a spiritual gift. But when we come across it in, in Scripture, it's not referred to as a gift or something optional. It's always an instruction. And so, for example, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 and 2 says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And for me, this echoes what Jesus teaches in Matthew 25, where he says, whenever we have fed the hungry, taken in the stranger, clothed the needy, or visited the sick and the prisoner, that we have done so to him. And I think this is is really important to mention because when we think about hospitality as a spiritual gift that some people have and some people don't, it lets some of us off the hook by saying, well, you know, that's just not a gift that I have. So I'm going to leave that to other people who are more gifted in that way. But scripture doesn't really give us that option. Where we see this term, uh, it is always used as an instruction to Christian leaders or faith communities to practice this loving the stranger the other, the outsider, as if they were a friend, an equal, or a brother. And when we understand hospitality to be more than simply being a good host, it becomes richer, more inspiring, and also much more sacrificial than we realize. Take a minute with me, if you would, and and think about a time in your life where you have ever felt like an outsider, somewhere where you felt completely out of place and uncomfortable. For me, the most obvious examples in my life that come to mind are times when I've traveled internationally. Um, I'm not as internationally traveled as some of you guys are, but I have got to visit a few places around the world, and I have never felt so completely out of place as being in an unfamiliar place where you don't understand the, the language, the customs, or the culture. And yet, as I look back over my life, in each of the places I visited, I was embraced and welcomed as family. And I don't believe that it's a coincidence that when I look at these times in my life, there's a common thread that this always happened around tables. When I visited the Ukraine, I remember being uh, welcomed and introduced to borscht uh, as people laughed while I butchered some Russian phrases that I had tried to learn earlier in the day. Uh, I remember working with school children in South Africa who took us by the hand and dragged us because they were so excited for us to try pop, which is a a, a grit-like maize flour dish that's so thick that you can just pick it up with your hands and you dip it into a a, a soup or a sauce. We dipped it into a chakalaka, uh, which is like a a vegetable relish, almost like a chili. Um, And it was absolutely delicious. And the kids just got such a kick out of how much we enjoyed it and seeing us try to navigate eating with our hands. Um, I remember visiting South Korea in the middle of winter uh, and hanging out in a noribong, which is a Korean karaoke room, while drinking soju to keep warm. Again, in fact, the fact that these memories took place around tables, either literal or proverbial ones, uh, is, is not a coincidence. The table is a place of welcome where people slow down, they let down their guard, and they connect with one another. It's no coincidence that the majority of our missional community gatherings take place around a meal, or at least they did until recently when we're a little bit more restricted in how we're able to meet together. But whether it was pop or port wine, uh, gathering around a table with others and welcoming them as family creates a sense of belonging that is the result of true hospitality. 
Jesus knew this well. We see this in the Gospels. We see Jesus eating at the homes of Pharisees and in the homes of tax collectors and sinners. Uh, A quote I read by New New Testament scholar Robert Karras said, When we look at the life of Jesus in the Gospels, it seems that Jesus is either going to a meal, at a meal, or coming from a meal. In fact, Jesus' critics accused him of being a glutton and a drunkard on account of his table practices. While I'm sure Jesus did enjoy a good meal and a good drink, he was doing so much more than finding pleasure in these common graces. Jesus was ushering in and modeling a new social order that reflected kingdom values. I uh, cleverly titled this, this talk, uh, when a gift is not a gift, because uh, as we join Jesus in this practice, in this modeling a new social order that reflects the kingdom of God, as we join him in this, we better understand hospitality not as a gift that some of us have and some of us don't, but rather a gift and a blessing that grows out of rich and welcoming community that we cultivate together. I wanted to give you uh, some, some questions for you to unpack this together in your missional communities. Uh, the first one is, is a head question that challenges what we know intellectually and how we think about things. And so the first question is, uh, does the understanding of hospitality, not as a spiritual gift, but as scriptural instruction, challenge your view of scriptural, or excuse me, challenge your view of Christian hospitality? I'll read that again. Does the understanding of hospitality, not as a spiritual gift, but as scriptural instruction, challenge your view of Christian hospitality? The next question is a, a heart question. It's, it's meant for reflection, right? To take what we've learned and turn it inward and, and, and see what the Spirit is doing in us as a result. And so my heart question for you guys this week is, how does this new understanding of hospitality as an instruction change the way you see your role in your missional community and in your neighborhood? I'll read that again. How does this new understanding of hospitality as an instruction Change the way you see your role in your missional community and your neighborhood. Finally, the last question is always a hands question. It's how do we put this into practice? It's a challenge step. Um, And so my, my hand question for you guys this week is, how can you take this challenge, the challenge of hospitality as a scriptural instruction, how can you take this challenge to heart and extend welcome to an other and receive them as a brother this week? I'll read that one more time. How can you take this challenge to heart and extend welcome to an other in order to receive them as a brother this week? Guys, I know this challenge towards uh, hospitality and neighboring and, and doing so in a way, as Philip challenged us last week, that it becomes radically ordinary is difficult right now. It's difficult to imagine how we welcome people and embrace them when we're being told it's dangerous to physically embrace people right now. And so I understand that this is a difficult concept for us to imagine right now. However, I don't believe that lets us off the hook. I believe that the church um, is obligated to think creatively about how we continue to be radically hospitable and how we continue to welcome the other and the, the stranger and our neighbors in our midst as friends, as family, as equals, and to be radically hospitable. And that as we do so, we'll see a transformation occur in our neighborhoods, in our city, and around the world. God bless you guys. I look forward to seeing you guys in missional communities this week, and we'll talk to you next week.